Hello, welcome to Bible Read Me. I'm Charles Van Dersen. Today I will be summarizing the reading beginning with March the 26th, day 85. We read the list of kings defeated by Israel west of the Jordan River, 31 in total. God instructed that the land be allotted that had not yet been conquered, that God himself would drive them out before them. All they had to do was go and take possession of it. The Israelites failed to drive out the people of Geshur and Makkah, so they remained among them. The killing of Balaam is recorded. I suppose that he regretted that his fortune-telling skills were lacking when it came to telling his own future. Caleb, one of the two faithful spies who had a different spirit, at the age of 85 asked for the land that was inhabited by the giants, the ones that made everyone feel like grasshoppers. Reference Numbers chapter 13, verse 33. His conquest, now 45 years later, is most certainly guaranteed because of his faith in God, God's promise, and God's concern for his reputation among the nations. March the 27th, day 86. We read a more specific recount of all the borders in the cities that were allotted to each tribe. Israel was either weary of fighting, lost their zeal, or became apathetic at the end of the campaign because they failed to fully drive out all the Jebusites and Canaanites, and so they continued to live together. The Israelites did, however, manage to overpower and force these Canaanites to work as slaves. But this will prove to be disastrous as the Israelites will learn foreign religions from them in the near future. The descendants of Joseph complained that they did not have enough land because they had grown so large and strong. So Joshua challenged them to use their numbers and strength to clear the forests of the hill country and to drive out the Canaanites from the valleys, even though they have iron chariots. March the 28th, day 87. We read how Joshua was frustrated that there were still seven tribes that had not been proactive in taking possession of the land. So he sent 21 men out to map the land so that he could cast sacred lots to determine land allotments to the tribes of Benjamin, Simeon, Zebulun, Issachar, Asher, Naphtali, and Dan. I believe that literacy must have become more widespread at this point because, as far as I can tell, in Joshua chapter 18 verse 8 is the first mention of someone other than Moses and the priests being expected to be able to write. Simon's land was placed within the territory of Judah's allotment because it was too big for Judah. An interesting boundary note in Naphtali's allotment is the mention of the oak at Zananim. This is where we will read about Jael, later nailing Sisera to the ground with a tent peg in Judges chapter 4 verses 1 through 24. The tribe of Dan eventually relocated to an area north of the Sea of Galilee and Hazor where they became notorious for their idol worship. Reference Judges chapter 18 verses 27 through 29. March 29th, day 88. We read that Joshua finally received his chosen piece of land as promised by the Lord. His and Caleb's land are the only ones that were gained on the west side of the Jordan River without deciding by lot, because the Lord said that they could have any town they wanted as a reward for their acts of faithfulness and trust in the Lord, which took place over 40 years earlier. 
both of them were over 85 years old and were the only ones left who could remember suffering as an adult slave in Egypt. All the rest were teenagers or younger during the Exodus. God instructed Joshua to reiterate to the people the location and purpose of the cities of refuge. The leaders of the tribe of Levi received their allotment of 48 towns that were dispersed within the territories of each tribe. The Levites were to be the agents of the people's local connection to the worship of the Lord when the Israelites were not worshiping in the yet-to-be-constructed temple in Jerusalem. Finally, God gave the Israelites peace on all sides. He did not fail in any of his promises. Reference Joshua chapter 21, verse 43 through 45. March 30th, day 89. We read that the time of widespread conquest had finally ended. Joshua commended the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and Manasseh for honoring their promise to Moses to help their brothers conquer Canaan before returning to claim their own land on the eastern side of the Jordan, and he blessed them with a reminder to stay committed to the Lord's ways. When they returned home before crossing the river with their great wealth and plunder, they stopped to construct an altar that they named Witness on the western side of the Jordan River to remind the future generations that their descendants were connected to the worship of the same God as the Israelites who lived on the western side. This offended the western tribes, but they sent a delegation before their army and averted a civil war once they understood the purpose of the altar. Joshua, who rose from slavery to becoming the top leader, recounted the Israelite history and they responded with a covenant to obey. Sadly, this supposed commitment lasted only one generation. And 800 years later, after many prophetic warnings, the last of the remaining Israelites were horrifically dispersed from the land, just as Moses had warned. Joshua enjoyed the promised land for about 25 years and died at the age of 110. March 31, Day 90 it's important to keep in mind that many of the events in Judges are not listed chronologically because many of them overlap or envelope others as tribes were not yet a united kingdom. Following the Judah and Simeon's last of great victories, seven haunting failures are listed. So the pre-incarnate Jesus announced to them that this is why God would no longer drive out their enemies. The first-generation Israelites, who bridged the history between Egypt and Canaan, made sacrifices with loud weeping. Joshua dismissed them and later died. Then the next generation, who did not experience God's miracles through Moses and Joshua, grew up and quickly turned away from their parents' faith. The general theme throughout the book of Judges is, quote, everyone did what they thought was right in their own eyes, end quote. The unspoken inference is that they did not do what was right in God's eyes as stipulated in the Law of Moses. This cultural paradigm set up the following looping of events. Number one, they ignored God. Number two, they became oppressed. Number three, they cried out to God for relief. Number four, God sent a deliverer. Number five, the people behaved well until the deliverer died. Number six, the people returned to number one and repeated this pattern of behavior for 480 years. The reasons for God withholding his help when the people broke his covenant with them. 
Number one, they disobeyed his command by making an alliance with the Canaanites and did not destroy their idolatrous altars. Reference Judges chapter 2 verse 2. Number two, the Lord was testing Israel to see whether or not they would follow the ways of the Lord as their ancestors did. Reference Judges 2 verse 22 and chapter 3 verse 4. And finally, number three, the Lord wanted to teach warfare to the inexperienced warriors of the next generation. Reference Judges chapter 3 verse 2. April 1, day 91. First, let us review the list of 15 judges. Nine of them were civil and six of them were military leaders that God enabled to deliver the Israelites when they were oppressed by their enemies. Othenio. Ehud, Shamgar, Deborah, Gideon, Abimelech, Tola, Jair, Jephthah, Ibzan, Elon, Abdin, Samson, Eli, and Samuel, the last judge. As we can observe in contemporary times, when people reject God's will, they always replace it with their own will. The law's focus is redirected from what pleases or offends God to what pleases or offends each person. Hence the phrase that summarizes the theme of the book of Judges is, In those days there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Reference Judges chapter 21 verse 25. Today we read how Shamgar rescued Israel from the Philistines by killing 600 of them with an ox goad. That is a pole about 8 feet 10 inches long with a point on one end and a curved blade on the other. No other details are given. Next, Deborah commissioned Barak to take military leadership, but he cowers, so the victory was given to the tent-dwelling woman, Jael. Finally, Gideon has an encounter with the angel of the Lord, which is the pre-incarnate Jesus. He knocked down the altar to Baal, but tested the Lord twice with fleece and morning dew. This ends this week's reading summaries. My next summary will begin on April 2. I look forward to your visit then. May God bless you.